Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I am your host tonight, Rob, and with me I have Anthony. Hello, I'm Anthony. So uh, it's just the two of us tonight. Um, there were things going on; other people could not make it. Uh, so it's just me and Anthony. Um, so I figured today we're going to talk about horror stories, uh, specifically the kind of horror stories more like. God, I wish I never did that kind of thing, or God, I wish I never met this person. Uh, specifically, we're going to do RPG horror stories from uh, Reddit's RPG horror stories. Uh, I don't remember what they're called, but the, the section uh, <laughs> community, I guess. Uh, so yeah, uh, so I'm going to bring up some of these. Uh, we're going to read them, and me and Anthony are going to talk about it and things, see what we think. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yep. Hold up. Yeah, when right. you say RPG horror stories, is it for RPG games or the? Uh... Yeah, but usually it's the real people in the game. Like it's okay. I joined this RPG game, and this guy was like, uh, had main character syndrome, or he was God. a dick, or yeah, <laughs> or the DM was a horrible, horrible person. Blah blah blah. That kind of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. <laughs> All right, uh, so the first one we're going to start with here, It's the title is Player Makes His PC's Backstory Overly Dramatic and Expects a Free Magic Item from It. Uh, this is from user Voltem0. Uh, and it begins, this happened in a D&D 5e game I hosted a few years ago. Uh, I once had a player make a Hexblade Warlock that was a knight of an order so secret nobody knew they existed. Yet so cool that all the people that saw him would be willing to offer him free housing because he's just so cool. This order of knights was named the Seven Deadly Sins, and his character was the Sin of Wrath. That uh, this was, I think, a ripoff of the anime Seven Deadly Sins. While him being so cool and getting free lodging was seemingly because he was jealous of others that had taken the entertainer background. Before joining that super secret order, he was but a humble farmer from a village. Uh, that then got wiped out in an interplanar war that had been going on for more than two years, which had apparently been wiping out villages left and right randomly. Mind you, I, the DM, wasn't asked about any of this. He just claimed this was this and expected me to make it canon. His village being wiped out left him with some magical MacGuffin magic weapon, but the magic weapon was infused with pure evil <laughs> and whispered to all those near him that would attempt to make them evil. He stole that one from one of the Grey Knights from Warhammer 40,000. He expected this part of his backstory to be reason enough for me to give him a magic weapon when I already told him in advance I wouldn't do that and didn't allow any such thing for any of the players. Also, in that village, he left his poor innocent daughter behind, and it was so sad and oh so tragic that his character could never get near her again due to his tragic fate. 
insert sound violin here. Finally, despite being such an apparent badass, he was a level one adventurer. He said his blade was broken or something and claimed that that was reason enough for him to be just level one. We talked about it. He didn't get to play in that campaign. Yeah, like that, that, I was actually going to bring up the exact same question that I'm glad they mentioned. Like, if you're that great, how are you a level one more uh, adventurer? Uh, yeah, that's the classic. My backstory is like so great, yet I'm only level one and can be killed by like a falling rock. See, I'm always worried about that whenever I create a backstory. Like, am I drawing too much attention, or is it is it does it sound cool in my head, but just sounds really annoying in, in like in practice or not? Yeah. Like I, when I do it, I kind of like I make up parts of stories, but I make it like where it could happen to just a regular Joe Schmo. Like it's not like, oh, I fought off all these things. It's like, oh, I was almost killed and I had to like run away kind of thing. But to like yeah, give I... you some experience. But it, it's like, uh, yeah, the people that are like, no, and then I killed like 20 bandits and it's like no no yeah well and you also don't make your character like op because it you know there's always things that can happen and whatnot like but from the story it seems like this guy's just amazing and he broke his sword and that was it <laughs> yeah i also like how they capitalized pure evil in their oh, story the all caps. How old, it, it doesn't say how old these people are does it no i might be able to excuse like you know like an early you know angsty teenager or whatnot but i don't know but then again there are people like you know adults that act that way also true true i, I, I was also gonna say like when you mentioned the whole seven seven deadly sin thing i'm like i wonder if he stole it from the, the anime and then he brought that up like okay <laughs> yeah I, 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 tend I, to, I, Sorry. I tend to do that i, I I'm, I'm not super creative so i just tend to just steal bits and pieces from you know shows and whatnot that i watch yeah, and I mean, and that's okay as long as you're not either blatantly doing it or as long as you kind of like is not the only thing that's about you. Like, oh, I'm not going to make a freaking carbon copy of Wrath. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of imagining like the outburst and whatnot when he was denied being able to play in the game. I can see him just like throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I, I never do that for my PCs, like take from other stuff. I do do it for NPCs when I DM, though. Like, I know I, I took Saris from uh, Helsing Abridged as one of my NPCs, which which was kind of a request. Uh, and then I took Entrapta from Shira as one of them, uh, okay. just because they were like fun to stick in there. Uh, just tangent. How weird is the unabridged Helsing, man? Doesn't it go into like weird Nazis and whatnot? Uh, I yeah, I mean, I've never seen the actual Helsing show, but abridged was kind of it was like it was funny and crazy, but I liked well, yeah, it. I only watched the original, and then I heard like um there was an unabridged one. I'm like, oh, does this mean like it's a longer version, more fleshed out? Cool, I'll watch that. And I saw like images. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it, it's not unabridged. It's abridged, so it's way shorter. For oh, one thing. okay. Oh, yeah, and it okay. it's like they redo it. It's it's like a spoof. It's kind of like watching somebody had like dubbed over it with crazy them saying crazy. Like it's it oh, gives you this the the basic storyline, but like everything is crazy. It it's hilarious. You should watch it Wait. sometime. 
you I mean, I've never seen the show, so I thought it was hilarious. You might be like, "What the fuck is happening?" Oh, I was well because I, I saw the original, and it was it was it was just really good. It was uh, it had some goofy moments, and you know, as any kind of anime does. But like, it was a, it was a very solid anime. And then like, I saw it just images of like, I think there was like a fat Hitler and and stuff like that, and it was I was so confused. I thought I actually think I thought it was like a fan made show. I'm like, is this real? I mean, it kind of is like it uses the actual like scenes and stuff from the show, but I'm pretty sure all the like voices and dubbing is done by like the people that do it because they they've they've done other shows like they're they're a, a YouTube group that does that to shows. Then they make it call call it abridged like they do it for other shows besides Van Helsing stuff. But oh, OK, that makes sense. Then. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry about that. I just had to bring up the weirdness of Helsing. <laughs> no problem. We always go off on tangents in this. This is why we're unprofessional. It's, it's that tradition. True. That is true. I feel like, yeah, I guess I kind of have to throw that in there then. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What else have we got here? Some of these I was reading ahead and I'm like, some of them had things to do with like sexual assault and stuff. I'm just like, oh, why? And, but no, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave that one. I actually read one like a while ago where I think there was, um, there was a story about, uh, it was like a new group and, they, it was mainly all guys, but they invited like one female, you know, uh, a girl to play, right? And then mm. like, she, I guess there was like one other like player who was basically harassing the the girl's actual character. And I was like, that was a, I don't know, it was just it was just weird. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a lot of those in here, which I'm going to try and skip over those because I don't like trigger warnings for the audience and stuff. Yeah. I just don't want to, I don't want to get into that, but there's a lot, like, there's even, like, guy players who have had their characters, like, assaulted and whatnot, and there's, like, and a lot of times it's the DMs, and it's like, my god, you need better DMs, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, of course, it, it's, it's it's up to the DM to kind of just stop, say, hey, you can't do that, stop, and then just get rid of it, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one looks pretty safe. Player gets shot by NPC and is shocked. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah. Well, the title is "Player Gets Shot by NPC," as in shocked. This is by user Lulls and Distractions. Oh, that that kind of fits. Lulls and Distractions. Uh, not as much a horror story this one, but still, player is shocked after their own actions having consequences. More comical than anything else. I was running a Savage Worlds homebrew, and one of my players didn't get along with an NPC that they were working with. The NPC didn't have much of a sense of humor, and I made it clear from the start that they were only helping the group because they had to and didn't care for them. But one of the players took to constantly taunting the guy, making jokes at his expense, and in general going all out, out of his way to say and do things that aggravated him. As the DM, I didn't care. We were all friends, and I'm not personally invested in this NPC, and it was kind of funny. But I made sure that it was clear that the NPC disliked them more and more and more. Uh, it came to a head eventually, and the key words from my player character were, shoot me, I dare you. So you can imagine that my player's total shock when he did just that. Player went silent for a minute and said, did he really just shoot me? Me, yes. Character, why? <laughs> me, because he hates you and you dared him to? <laughs> player, yeah, but I didn't think he would. Me, well, he did. Player, fuck. The player ended up... Playing it off well and smooth things over with the NPC, though they were never friends. That's good. At least it was kind of a happy ending, I guess. <laughs> that actually makes me think of the uh, the chef uh, with the with the, the the OP chef that we have in our game. <laughs> yeah, 
I keep thinking, I think at the beginning, I think I thought someone was kind of like trying to know, you know, yes, someone keeps stealing food from him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kept thinking like one of these days, man. <laughs> yep. I think it was mostly, wasn't it Devin's character that kept stealing food from him? I think so. Yeah, muffins or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. But yeah, I'll, I'm okay when, I'm okay with, I know some people have issues with like like NPCs killing or attacking like players. I'm like, I mean, that, that's if there's no risk of that happening, it kind of defeats the purpose of the game. So, yeah, know. it's like people. You, so that that just teaches you that it's okay to treat all the NPCs like dirt. It's like no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, not you know, real people are not going to put up with that forever. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. It, it doesn't. It wouldn't make any sense if you could just completely, you know, poke fun at a, a NPC and then expect them to help you every single time. You know. Yeah, I mean that's people kind of like like Bale comes to mind. Like if we were addicted to him constantly, he'd just be like, "Nope, I'm done." Yeah. Even though half the yeah. time we're like, "Do we really want to do a Bale?" <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think we had characters that like kind of pushed it because like obviously like we I think well, Brenna hates demons, right? And so yeah, they were never gonna get along, but they they never like you know blatantly attack them or anything like that <coughs> for sure i I think brenna would be smart enough to not to be like go ahead bail shoot me or something <laughs> yeah it's like oh, okay <laughs> yeah he would i'm like okay great you asked for it <laughs> or worse with like deal and <laughs> shoot them i just can't believe there was a sentence that started brenna is smart enough <laughs> well dot 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 <laughs> i mean She's not an idiot. She's just... <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's funny. <laughs> Still, I can't, I can't. I can never not think of Brenna and dead hookers in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, we never even figured out what that was. I about. know that bothers me so much. You have no <laughs> idea. That's why I keep bringing it up because I want to know what, why, and how. Like how we just, <laughs> we all just assume she did it, and then we're like, all right, we're done. That was it. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to have like a, a DM secrets episode and ask what people but like where the I, okay yeah <laughs> we you should have like a SU or something uh, like just a Q and A of just all the questions we want to ask about about certain <laughs> things yeah <laughs> like we're probably never gonna play that again so can you just tell me this and this what was this about there's so many so many questions. I can't. I can't think of them now. But I remember, like, I think I wrote some of them down. I'm like, all right, this has to be a, a, a plot, plot point at some point. And I'm like, it, nothing ever came from it. <laughs> Actually, no. I, I think one did. We found the key, right? In in the, we found a key in one of the orcs, um, camp. And I'm like, this has to be useful somehow. And then like, it never came up. And then I think it wasn't that one of like the three symbols or keys that the orc leaders needed. Yeah, because I think we ended up with two of them because didn't um, your mentor send you one of the keys? So then we had two. Yeah, 
But I, I remember thinking, like, when I first found the key, I'm like, this has to be for something. And I'm like, and I kept, like, every so, every time we had, like, a door, I'm like, does the key fit? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I saw, like, Webby just gave me a key just to hook me. It, it's worth nothing, I bet. And then finally, you have no idea how happy I was when, when that was revealed. I'm like, oh, finally, I figured out what it does. <laughs> You said you're looking up RPG horror stories in Reddit. I'm going to take a look at this. Yeah, like I'm skipping some of the, uh, like one of them is titled Crown Paladin thinks sexual assault is in line with his oath. It's like, no, mm, I'll skip that yeah. one. That's the, that, that's the thing I always kind of find hard is finding the balance of like, let's say you make a character who believes a certain thing or whatnot, and it's just, they're just a shitty character. And it's like, you, you can't really blame the background. You're like, oh well, I have to do this because he's he, his background would do that, and I would feel bad sometimes when I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna help that person because I know he, you know, he wouldn't do that or whatnot. <laughs> what is this? Clerk who refuses to heal even himself. Uh, here's one. Character won't stop pooping. <laughs> that should what? be pretty entertaining. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, title is "Character Won't Stop Pooping" by user NoCloud seven two seven five. This happened near the beginning of my DM career when I wasn't a confident DM and was a massive pushover. I was running a one shot with some of my IRL friends, and the premise was that they were survivors of a great battle that had to escape to friendly territory and avoid the clutches of mercenaries that were tracking them. One of my friends was playing a half-orc barbarian as well, and was one of those players that just could not take a game seriously and always had to add some silly gimmick to his characters. His gimmick for this one, he found it hilarious to describe several times during the one-shot as the party was traveling along, avoiding patrols, scouting paths, and escaping that his character took a shit. Uh, the rest of the party found it funny the first time, and I asked him to cut it out, but he just kept doing it. Even laughing, describing his character backing one out into onto a fallen enemy. <laughs> Being a new DM, instead of putting my foot down, tolerated it until I grew really, really angry at him and decided to punish him with in-game consequences. Near the end of session one, I had the mercenaries catch up to the party and get ready to fight them. The barbarian was upset that they were facing capture and said something to the effect of, uh, that's bullshit, DM. We all rolled really well on our stealth rolls. How the hell did they catch up to us? Mercenary captain, we found one. You bought the trail of turds you've been leaving behind, beast. <laughs> At this point, my friends got very upset. He was fuming and gets up from the table to go outside for a smoke, but never ends up returning. Being one member down, the party was unfortunately captured and the one shot ended. After this session, I got a message from him saying he was really angry at me and felt it was targeting my, his character and spoiled his fun. We later patched things up and he agreed his character was pretty silly and that it was a funny reason for them to get caught. He plays more serious characters now and we're good. No, I, I actually applaud the DM. That's a really good way of tying it in because <laughs> it makes sense. Like we have when you have like magical creatures and, and whatnot that can have like super senses. Yeah, you can c completely <laughs> track them that way. So, Oh my god, I'm looking at the people of comments. There are so many puns. Guy goes, honestly, that's an amazing way to stop that shitty behavior and get them to cut the crap. <laughs> Sometimes the comments are just better than the actual story. <laughs> oh, I don't like that one. I'm reading one of the titles. 
Uh, yeah, I saw that cleric not healing one, but it seemed pretty long. It is very long. I started reading it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, did you see the one about the registry? Yeah. That's I'm another even, one I'm like... I'm, mm. I'm not even going to click that, <laughs> but I, I just saw that. I'm like, Jesus. From scholar to stripper in 10 minutes. Yeah, that one didn't seem to have a story. It just was like the title. I don't know if it's actually on there. Oh, wait, hold on. There's a little... Okay. Uh, uh, I'm taking my players to a modified version of... I don't know what LMOP is. Uh, actually, I don't know if this is funny because I have no idea what, what these words are. <laughs> Uh, okay. Basically, there's a, the word rock seeker, and I guess the first letter was rubbed off, so it turned into cock seeker. Got it. <laughs> well. Have you played Fate, the Fate system? Yeah. Oh, John. oh yeah, that's right. That's not the one I'm thinking. I'm thinking of GURPS. Have you played GURPS? No. Uh, I, that's such a such a complicated system. I that was the, I think that was like one of the first games I played. I was looking for like a D and D group, so I went on some kind of forum and it it linked me to a group. And I thought I was playing D and D, but it was GURPS. I'm like, I, someone needs to explain how this works. <laughs> Uh, here's one. My character dies because another player's character considers them a liability. Okay. Mm. Uh, this is posted by user board AF5492. Uh, all right. So I was in this D&D group that we, that was setting out playing an insecure tiefling sorcerer who came from a society that hated tieflings and magic. Due to this, my character was played as an as inept with magic, usually in mundane situations. For example, he would sometimes run to the front of combat to fight rather than stay at distance. Meta-wise, it was because he was a storm sorcerer, so for that extra damage, you need to be pretty close to enemies. Anyway, there was this time where our party was being held captive by a cult that wanted to recruit us. After a while, my character joins the cult, in parentheses, to spy for the party. Eventually, the remaining party is put into combat to determine whether they'll live or die. And so uh, a boss fight that was way too difficult and ended with two party members dead and three, including my own, unconscious. Enter in S on his fifth character who proceeds to somehow revive everyone who had died except my character who was unconscious and stable, who he stabbed through the heart and insta-killed. Of course, I'm mad and walk away, followed by my friend to cool off. Eventually, we ask why the player killed my character, who, depending on when you ask, got different answers as follows. One, he was a liability because I had a bad habit of rolling nat ones, and the DM had a rule that if you rolled a nat one on attacks, you hit an ally. Two, because my character had betrayed the party and joined the cult, though they quickly backtracked when it was pointed out that their character was all buddy-buddy with the cult's leader. 
Three, because the romance between my character and my friends was toxic. Side note, if the player has a habit of trying to white knight and save people from toxic relationships in D&D. Eventually, I made a second character. My friend and pretty much everyone except me, S, and another player had left. Uh, who was left behind in this city because I missed a session. Me and the friend eventually joined another game and played out our character story that we were trying to do. Wait, didn't they... Did I miss here? I thought that guy pretended to join the, the cult. Yeah. Well, that's... That, does, that Like, other guys are just an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's, um, that's, like, the answer to, like, almost all of these is one person is just an idiot. And the, the whole rolling not one? Come on, that's... that's it's RNG. yeah. I mean, how is your character supposed to know this guy rolls in that ones? It's like what? That's that's total metagaming. Yeah, I, I can uh, I can kind of understand if he was like, oh, my character would do it because he's an asshole and because you know he sees you your character constantly attacking him. But like all the other reasons are just stupid. You don't. I don't know. You don't. Uh, I was gonna say you don't kill your uh uh a member of your own party, but I feel like uh, you. Might have skirted a little close to that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. As the DM, I wouldn't have allowed it. I would have been like, uh, no. You don't even know this person. Because apparently, like, because he said that they, they just came in because their other character had died. So they created a new character and then just joined. It's like, how do you even know who this guy is to just be stabbing them through the heart? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. But well, then again, like, how would the DM say no? Would you just say, no, you can't? make that action or well i'd make them explain to me why they would be doing it like why would you do this <laughs> like and then yeah, if okay. all of those reasons i'd be like no you don't know that you don't know that you just met this person <laughs> and I th did they also say there was like a, a re relationship between the action with the sorry, between the characters or between the players mm -hmm. uh between the characters oh, okay all right i wasn't sure if it was like uh this person is just jealous or something Oh, I'm sure that's part of it, probably. Yeah, yeah the, the thing was only from the players. Or, yeah, the characters, rather, had the relationship, not the players. Ah, uh, the second page has the, the the thing I'm always afraid of is group tries a moral choice type campaign is what my character would do ensures or oh, ensues. Yeah. You want to read that one? Uh, sure. More of a... Oh, oh wait. Light-hearted uh, light horror story. Uh, let's see. I also want to point out that I'm just as guilty as any of the others. This happened about seven or about a year ago. We had a group of seven to eight people, with the group only being a couple years old. Our old camp, old campaign wrapped up. GM wanted to create a darker one with moralistic choices. Everyone was on board, so we went for it. The problem is, we all decided we were gonna make edgy characters. Oh boy. To go <laughs> with the darker setting, so we all made people who were kind of assholes. The I'll do things my way type people. Yeah, let's see. So we had too many little interactions to list, but it pre but pretty much at every turn the party was in fighting. Like BBG made a what's BBG? Uh, uh it's pro it's it's big bad. It's usually BBEG, big bad evil guy. Okay, BBG made a threat on one character's family and wanted to turn around to check on them, but there's I don't know if I'm reading it wrong or they're just missing words, but but their siblings insisted insisted to stay on mission. There was another where some characters didn't like other ones speaking via telepathy, felt too much like a, an invasion of privacy. 
little things, but it was happening every session. There would be a new argument, more infighting, period. What? Okay. It got so bad, GM made a therapy session for the characters. <laughs> like that one. So they could lay ground rules to each other. And a couple of sessions after, it went right back to the usual. And we were honestly playing to our characters, just not, or not just using that as an excuse to be toxic. We just made semi-toxic characters who all thought they were hot shit. Uh, the players were getting up, uh, uh, getting upset as well. The sessions were just plain stressful. Everyone in the group felt that way. We were hanging on. We were just hanging in there because maybe next time it won't be so bad, and we will have fun. This sounds like an abusive relationship. Um, the session that broke the camel's back was a an entire session where one third of the group were unconscious, one third were trying to kill a group of polar bears, and one third of the group was trying to save said polar bears and running away with them. That was 70% of the session. Every player was either stressed or bored. Uh, uh, that actually sounds kind of familiar to our, our little Civil War thing. <laughs> so yeah, we collectively came together and just axed the campaign. None of us were having fun. All of us were stressed and we were just done. Not going to lie, this kind of killed a lot of my desire to do tabletop. We started a new one right after. I dropped after one session, but that one went great. Everyone was happy with it. Also, the GM's other campaign that included me and a couple of players from the first one is still great we just decided no more moral choices no gray areas we're good guys give us bad guys to kill <laughs> all right yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah uh yeah gotta love inter-party conflicts top rated <laughs> comment so you all decided to have a bunch of assholes as characters and proceeded to act like a bunch of assholes yeah pretty much <laughs> i remember our <laughs> inter-party yeah, well, conflict <laughs> with Somebody... I kind of, I feel bad. I feel like I kind of started that because I, I think Asana was the first person to, who was like, "They aren't doing anything to me. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna kill them." I was like, "Oh crap!" I did yeah. not think that was gonna happen. But yeah, yeah. I mean, also like half of us could have just stayed out of it altogether, but then they were like, "Nah, we're gonna." Because I know that me and Brenda were on one side, and I think most everyone else was on the other. But then Chris was like, I'm going to attack Rena. I was like, okay, why yeah, would you do this? I, that was a line, I think. I wouldn't <laughs> attack a person. I was just like... Yeah. I, I, I also feel like like after... Even if like what I thought was going to happen was that... like Let's say let's say half and half. One decided to attack attack the demon. One didn't. I thought what was going to happen was the, attack, the, the people that wanted to attack the demon would attack the demon. And then like the other... Other half would see their, you know, allies being attacked and be like, "All right, fine, I'll have to help." That's what I was planning on doing with Asanas, but mm. that did not happen. I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, this went way further than I thought it was going to go." Yep. It's okay. The, the skull came in handy. Yeah. It did. Oh jeez, I forgot him. Yeah, I forgot you took his skull. <laughs> you never. It's a it's a tiefling skull. You never know. And I was right. I saved the world because of that, alright? You did, but still. Did Talon ever know that you took Tyra's skull? I don't remember. I don't I don't think anyone knew, because I'm pretty sure like when, when they listed out like the ingredients, I'm like, hold up, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys. And I was like, well, yeah. this too. And then they're like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Let's see. All these say like the X. I'm I'm seeing a lot of extra long tags in, on these stories. Uh, I have one. Let's see. This one says sheep or why random encounter tables suck. Go with that one. 
uh, posted by Asterion del Toro. Cheap or why random encounter tables suck. Campaign starts with a party of level ones making a three-week journey to get to the big city and start their adventuring career. The DM insists on rolling a random encounter table for each day of the trip, probably expecting some emergent roleplay scenarios to help the party get invested in each other. What they get instead is DM, day four, roll, nothing happens. Players, we move on. DM, day five, roll, nothing happens. Players, we move on. DM, day six, roll. Oh, you see a cow on the side of the road. What do you do? Player one, what can we do with a cow? Player two, tip it. Player three, milk it. Player four, kill it for meat. Player one, nah, it probably belongs to someone. Let's just move on. DM, okay. Day seven, roll, nothing happens. And so on. Not a single bandit attack or traveling merchant or wounded traveler or anything. Nothing interesting at all. Deathly dull. Finally, we get this. DM, day 16, roll. You see a flock of sheep grazing along the side of the road. Player three, perking up. Sheep? DM, sheep. Player three, sheep? DM, yes, sheep. Player three, how many? Uh, DM, uh, about rolls 23 or so. Uh, player three, I run into the midst of the flock screaming, sheep! DM, okay, you panic the flock and it stampedes, trampling you for 22 HP worth of bloodstream damage. <laughs> player three, my max HP is six. DM ruled that he survived with one HP thanks to receiving immediate first aid from the party, but the player was very quiet for the rest of the journey. No clue about what that guy was thinking. Maybe he snapped from the boredom. Maybe he decided to make his own adventure. Or maybe he just really needed to shove his face in a four-legged cloud. Well, okay. Dude, like, to be fair, I wouldn't have thought that the stampede would happen and kill them. But also, how did they only have max 6 HP? <laughs> I mean, level 1 wizard could have 6 oh, HP. Oh, okay. All right. If yeah. they had a zero con at well, a uh, level one wizard would be smart enough to run, not to run through a flock of sheep. Yeah, think so. Uh, but yeah, like I, I will admit, I use a random encounter table for travel. I okay. none of the the ones I use have nothing happens. Every roll has something happen. Usually, I end up adjusting whatever it is to fit what we're doing. Like, oh, uh, like I don't take it like word for word because normally it's like, okay, well, that wouldn't happen, but I can make this, which is close enough, kind of thing. But it's like, why would you have a, a thing where nothing happens every day? It's just like, okay. Like, sometimes, yeah, I'll roll and I'll be like, oh. Or it's just like something random where, like, they'll they'll pass by a sign or something or whatever. But it's like, it's if you keep rolling nothing, it's like, that's a bad table. Like, yeah, 16 well, yeah. days of nothing. Right. Or you <laughs> you leave that to DM's discretion where you're like, yeah, you know what? This Something has to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a decision now and make something happen, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, like like you said, if sixteen time nothing happened, something's happening, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did you, here's one. Poetry is more important. Uh, I'm DM. Between sessions, we post to a private forum where individuals can take game actions to do things the whole group isn't involved in: shop, enchant items, talk to companions, etc. One player liked to write up long monologues of his PC's inner dialogue. So, jeez. Players prevail against BBEG in a session, forcing him to run away. Monolong player writes up a 4,000-word post, a vignette about how his paladin uses what he calls a genie wish lamp, a treasure item given to him by an ifrit for the betterment and glory of his deity. 
DM uh, me, uh, inform them that events can't happen the way he wrote it in the post. I write, please clarify, in his paladin invoking the genie wish, or is his paladin invoking the genie wish lamp? Player writes another 2,000 words on how his paladin's faith overcomes adversity and how I'm not listening to him. Player says, I'm a poor DM if I can't allow the actions in his 4,000 word essay because his actions are artfully presented. Poetry. Uh, me. Uh, I writes that speaking of adversity, the BBEG had cursed the paladin, causing XYZ effect to start appearing. By the way, the wish is not or still not happening the way the player wrote it. Please clarify, is this paladin invoking the genie wish lamp? Player mm-hmm. writes another player writes another three thousand words on how his paladin's faith overcomes adversity. The BBEG curse cannot occur because of his paladin's faith. The DM is not listening to him. Player says his poetry is a yes and the wish was invoked. And I'm a poor DM, too busy rolling dice if I can't see the yes buried in his essay. Says my DM agenda ignores player character's actions. Says he knows his character better than anyone. And even the DM can't say his character doesn't get the wish fulfilled. I write back that his base assumption is incorrect. The genie wish lab is really an evil effort bottle and there's no genie wish, no effort wish. I let him know when his paladin opens the item, the effort or effort harms his paladin. Some major interests of the paladin will suffer. Player writes back says it's another player's fault, not another PC's fault that... Wait, what? Oh, another player, not the character. Okay, got it. That paladin thought the evil effort bottle was a genie wish lamp. Player says no one can trust the other player's character ever again. Kicked his ass off of my game. <laughs> was patient with the posturalizing. Patient with criticism of me. Patient with the metagaming egotism. But blame another player for your own poor thinking. Don't, don't fucking go there. <laughs> God. That's a lot of writing. 4,000 words and 2,000 and 3,000. <laughs> So I have a game that I play in where, well, it's kind of over now, but I did play in it where the DM let us do like play by post in between sessions that like to mostly do RP stuff. Mm -hmm. So like you could talk to each other or do like small actions and stuff in between uh, the actual sessions uh, to save time and like move the story along. So, I mean, it's, it's actually really helpful, but anytime like we got, two out of hand she'd be like oh no you can't do this let's revise it uh and then she would like step in and change stuff if she had to but for the most part like it was just like conversational stuff so she didn't have to do that but it's like yeah well if she steps in and says that this doesn't happen it doesn't happen (laughs) it's like you can't just be like no my my faith overcomes what you say as a dm yeah (laughs) that doesn't work sorry yeah and yeah i don't know it especially for a wish like you can't just say i have a wish and then make a wish and, and like it's, it's the is i know like dungeons and dragons like a, it's a co-op game everyone it's like it requires everyone but technically the dm is making the rules it's, it's their world that you're playing in so like if the dm says no that that's not gonna fly then no it doesn't work yeah also like for the play by posting if there was something we knew that she'd have to step in on we would stop there and wait for her to say something. Like if we were going to try and use that bottle, we would be like, oh, we opened the bottle and then just stop there and see what she said happened. Or like, or I rub the lamp and I wait and see what happens. Like you don't just say, okay, the genie comes out. And it's like, here's what do you wish for? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, the genie is technically an NPC if there is one. So we have to wait for her to say what the genie says. It's like, you just stop and you wait. It's like, you don't just decide what happens. Right, like the players can only 
say what the player does. They can't say yeah. what the world you know does based on the player's action. That's the DM's job. Yep. So I'm just DMing just sounds so stressful. Like <laughs> one part of me would like just try to make everyone happy and just give everyone what they want and, and whatnot, and then the other part of me would be like, no, you're an asshole. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. A story of two gods versus some newbies. This sounds interesting. <laughs> okay, uh, this is by user Tink Tank ninety six. After reading all the wonderfully horrible stories everyone has shared here, I figured I would toss mine into the ring. I played an online game with a couple of people just as COVID started. A great bunch of dudes that unfortunately fell apart due to falling out between two people that kind of split the group up. But I digress. The DM liked to do gim, uh, grimdark settings with more brutal combat, critical hit tables, etc., uh, which wasn't an issue for us. We all agreed to it, and for the most part, it wasn't an issue. His storytelling and world building was great. The problem he had was his combat balancing. Uh, the game was a warlock, me, a paladin, a monk, a bard, all starting at level one. Uh, we were marked by death and being hunted by a cult, essentially. Uh, this tale of tragedy is a three-part act with a TPK or close to one in each part. Oh, boy. Part one, our group is in a dungeon being guided by an elf wizard towards an item to help us kill the leader of the cult. Uh, Alexa was her name. Oh, sorry, Alexa. <laughs> uh, the twist is that he was actually working for the cult and attacked us. Not a big deal. However, we are all level one, and this wizard was like level 10 necromancer PC. The DM played in another game, so his skeletons wiped us pretty fast. With a TPK, the DM decides to do a story hook to prevent this leading to part two. Part two, we get captured by the cult and escape. One of the, our ways to the village was that uh, another item we needed, Alexa attacks us, and we have to run because she's really strong. Uh, we kind of do a roll-to-do-stuff kind of chase where you need X successes before Y fails. A skill check challenge is what we call that. Uh, and the DM fails to tell us that uh, is a monstrosity of an enemy is a level 18 paladin wizard-sorcerer hybrid. I don't mean multi-class, I mean access to all level 18 options. Uh, he made wow. a borderline god to fight level 1 characters. Jeez. This leads to my warlock dying outright after failing his saving throw because her damage was that high versus my HP. The bard died earlier from a knight uh, hiking him with a lance. The paladin and monk barely limped to the village. Part 3. The final act for the death of our group and the game. I rolled a, I rerolled a ranger and the bard makes a fighter. We're all bumped to level 3. To cut the story short, we get all but one uh, item to kill the leader. However, she attacks us uh, hit this time summons an actual Lovecraftian god, her god, to help fight us. So now our party of level three is running through the woods trying to escape this demigod and her angel of death master. <laughs> we all die when she casts Firestorm in the forest, lighting it on fire and killing all of us. To which she replies, I didn't think that would kill you. He was a fun dude to play with outside of combat, but man, he really did uh, grind us all into dust. <laughs> wow. I, I would just be... Uh... How sad would you be if you just kept constantly just dying? Like, why would you go in for a part two? Yeah, I don't know. I'd be like, 
uh, three level 18 classes in one character uh, against level ones. Yeah, that like freaking rats can kill you. Right, yeah. I just, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, you would think, like, after the first party kill, the DM will be like, all right, this, this is a little too much. Let me, let me tone this down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I killed all of them with uh, a level 10 necromancer, so I'm going to bump it up to a three level 18, 18 yeah. and then a Lovecraftian god after that. It's like, and, okay, you're supposed to be toning it backwards, not dialing it up. Right, you you get, and it was a combination of a paladin, a wizard, and a sorcerer. So, like, they're tanky from, from a paladin, they can probably heal themselves, and they got, like, massive <laughs> firepower. It's like, what are you supposed to do to that? Jeez. Yeah. Unless, he, unless he expects them to, like, always run away, but that, that that's just not funny either. Yeah. Nope, nope. I'm going to read this one before I read it out loud because this could be bad. <laughs> it just says player in love with their character. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't so far... Okay, it's kind of tame. So, pretty much the title. The player in question was in love with his own character. <clears throat> I'm not talking about loving to play as said character or platonic love either. At least once or twice a day, our Discord server would see pictures of his Star Wars character and extensive monologues about how he loved said character, characters' varying physical attributes, sometimes raving about their oh-so-beautiful skin, their stunning eyes, and so on. Now, that alone would have been bad enough. Adding to this was that said character had nothing to do with our... What? Had nothing to do with our game. Uh, we didn't play anything Star Wars related. And nobody... And none of us was even remotely related to the game his character belonged to. At several instances, it got bad <laughs> enough for our Discord moderator to step in, uh, taking away his ability to post pictures eventually. This abuse of power from our moderator... Who was obviously mad with power led to him led him to a rant for dot 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 a while dot 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 and when they didn't budge they left the server quote until we rega- regained our sanity end quote for some weird reason we remained insane and never came crawling to beg him to return that has been more than a year ago the game is still going strong and we didn't hear anything anything of that person ever since very tame compared to some of the stories here uh, yeah that that it was. That's not what I thought, but I, it threw me off when he said the character has nothing to do with their game. <laughs> like, yeah, like why? why? <laughs> it's like randomly joining a chat room. Like, hey guys, here's my character. Huh. Well, at least it stayed somewhat PG. Let's see. What's the worst character someone in your table ever played or attempted to play? Let's see. 
Nope, never mind. Not gonna read this one. Yeah, not gonna read that one. <laughs> oh god, that one's I had just I opened one and I didn't realize it said extra long. It's just a wall of text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, abuse in these posts. I what? I just passed one that said DM threatens to unalive herself because no one wants to send nudes to her. Yeah, I saw that one. Why? Uh, this post was just misleading. It just I was really excited for game night. If you click on it, it just says, and then the game master pulled out D and D five E. Boo! What's wrong with five E? Oh, I like five E. Jesus. Like some of these titles I'm passing, it's just like, why? Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just reinforces like the stereotype that like D D nerds have no social skills. Uh, yeah. Wrong. Another Sexual assault story. There's a, there's a lot of sexual assault <laughs> stories. My God. Uh, like the game where nothing happened. That one sounds kind of safe. Let's go with that. Let's see. <laughs> okay. The game where nothing happened by Sarah Face 99. The story happened a couple weeks ago, and I kind of boggled by it. I joined a D&D game on Roll20 that advertised as RP heavy. The DM described himself as an experienced DM and a role player with a history in theater. We start off in a tavern, patrons, and environment of which the DM describes in great detail. As new members of the Adventurers Guild, we were supposed to wait for a meeting with a client, so we all start RPing with each other and getting to know the party's characters. After about an hour of this, our patron still hasn't arrived, so we start talking with the various NPCs. Three hours later, we've talked with everyone in the tavern, and the story still hasn't moved along. We are all getting more muted and bored as, well, we were liking the role-playing, and this was an RP-heavy campaign. We were eager for the story to progress, and at least roll at least one uh, a dice at some point during the game. The DM, likely sensing our boredom, decides to call the session. Everyone hops off the call except me, and I talk to him. Me. Hey, uh, the role-play was really fun in that session, but did we miss something? Or someone to talk to? Kind of felt like we didn't really move the story forward much. Uh, DM. Oh yeah, you guys talk to everyone. And don't worry, the patron will arrive. I just want to give you guys a couple more sessions to really get into Jeez. the scene before he arrives. <laughs> I later messaged the DM and told him that this game wasn't for me. 
I'm oh my god! Heavy games, but this guy wanted a straight up improv group. <laughs> it's like you've talked to everyone in the tavern, but we'll have a few more sessions before the guy gets there. Jesus, like what? I, I would have like what would he have done if they were like, okay, obviously nothing's happening here. We're gonna leave the tavern. Then would he just be like, no, you can't leave? Or now he's like, all right, talk to everyone in the village now until the guy comes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, geez. It's like, are they going to get through all of their, like, backstories? It's like, usually you like to save that for further in the adventure. It's like, no, I'm going to tell you all my dark secrets right here and now at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's not a Dungeons and Dragons game. That's just you hanging out with your friends talking. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> That's like the thing, like you you hear jokes about where like you just the characters just don't fight, open up open up a, a bar and just hang out and talk to people. Mm. What is this one? I have a headache. Session starting in an, in an or se- session starting an hour late, playing at someone else's house. A three year old that wouldn't shut up or stop throwing his plastic toys around. A four year old from a couple that came to play that couldn't stop calling her mommy and crying. Seven people in a tiny living room, no air condition, and uh, and barely a breeze. The TV at full volume with Paw Patrol in a futile effort for the kids to focus their attention there. Four of the players constantly standing up every hour to smoke a cigarette in the balcony with the balcony door closed, but, quote, don't worry, we can still hear you. Oh, God. <laughs> These same people that uh, then would be confused as to what was going on in-game because they half overheard. A forty-five minute, a forty-five minute argument with one of the smokers and owner of the house about if a machine, machine, what, machine gunner, forty-two can be sh- shot standing up. Players not paying attention during combat, realizing the three-year-old is chewing the tin foil his sandwich was wrapped in. I panic, I panic bit, but or but because or a bit because I'm afraid he might have swallowed the tin foil. Dad just looks in defeat. Don't worry, he'll poop it out. The the house dog is bothering the kids for their food. I have to step in again to avoid the dog biting the sandwich of the four-year-old. So how was your session? Jesus. I don't know what a machine were is. I don't know either. Maybe it's but a yeah, type I, of gun? I don't know. I guess, but I do kind of... Uh, I I am always kind of a, I, I played in a game where like uh, it was a college game we went we met like at like the school building or whatever it was it was the Dungeons and Dragons club it was kind of like my one of my second or third first like D and D experiences and like you would be playing and then you just see a lot of people just on their phones when it's not their turn to talk and then like something happens they're like they're like what I got like ah. Yeah, and the whole oh no, we could hear you. It's like uh, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, you can hear that. I just wouldn't repeat myself. I'm like, nope, you gotta make your decision. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you said you could hear me. I I wanna read this one, but it's too long. But I might read this on my own. Yeah, a it's lot of them that... like does seem interesting or really long, but but then there's some I come to that says that time my DM added being a sex doll to my backstory. It's like, no, why? <sighs> well, why did you even play that game? DM who did it? 
I would have just said, uh, no, I'm good. Let's just not do that. And then he was like, no, we have to. I'm like, no, I'm good. Then I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, bye. <sighs> what is this? Two, two second or two sentence RPG, RPG horror story. Hey, is Saturday good? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these are long or extra long. D&D Neckbeard argues historic accuracy with a 10-year-old reenactment veteran and loses. Yeah, too long. Can't read that, but that's just funny. Uh, all right. Uh, we're getting towards that hour mark, so I'm going to do one more and then you can do one more. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go with my DM lets the tank use strength for intimidation, posted by Spider Jack 11. <laughs> Let me preface this by saying that I do, in fact, understand that its rules is written to allow for strength intimidation checks. For a campaign, I thought I, it'd be fun to play a charisma based rogue, taking inspiration from Han Solo and Jack Sparrow. So I rolled up a squash buckler with great dexterity and charisma. Things were going great. <laughs> uh, and then session one rolls around. One of our players, a Warforged fighter, makes charisma his dump stat perfectly normal. We already had multiple ca uh, capable party faces between my swashbuckler and the warlock. <clears throat> there, where the trouble started was when this player asked the DM if he could instead use strength for his intimidation stat. DM allowed it. Fine, it could be useful and it makes sense in certain scenarios. Things quickly fell apart. With his newfound plus six at level three to intimidation, that quickly became his default action when interacting with any PC and the NPC. To make matters worse, this player was easily the loudest at the table, easily drowning out the more soft-spoken players, which includes both charisma bills. This meant that, not for lack of opposition, he became the de facto party face. Further, when the DM had the party begin to explore player backstories, mine came first. Naturally, the intimidation rolling bot did his thing, and quickly turned every potential helpful character against the party. From my character's contact to her gang's leader, he was nothing but antagonistic. Ultimately, this combined with the generic rogue jokes the party kept making. I rarely ever rolled for stealth, but they kept insisting that I was a generic rogue who does nothing but hide and steal. Made me retire that character. <laughs> I'm still part of the campaign, but I don't really enjoy it anymore. The DM's a great storyteller. I'm just an observer at the table. I'm actually playing a generic rogue now like they so obviously wanted anyway. Edit, I'll talk to the DM when he gets back from vacation. I did make a comment on my reasoning when I retired my character. If he doesn't know that I'm still struggling with the other members of the party. You guys are right. I can't let myself be a doormat, anxiety, or otherwise. I'll have to find the courage to speak up somehow. So, yeah. It's just sad when a player just doesn't have fun. I don't know. Like, especially when, yeah. you, when you can kind of tell. It's just, I don't know. Like, the whole game is supposed to be a game. Everyone's supposed to be having fun. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that a lot of people repeat throughout this this Reddit is no D&D is better than bad D&D. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's, like, it's hard enough trying to get people to play. And, like, these, these like, instances of just, you know, I don't know these sad stories just makes it worse. 
Yeah, I mean, this one's hard to... Go ahead. Like, as a DM, I'm not even sure how I would handle this, because, like, if this person just keeps, like, talking over other people to NPCs, it's not like I can be like, okay, he doesn't... No, he doesn't say that. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, he does say that. It's like, I might have people start, like, if they are intimidated, like, start attacking him, maybe? Like, why? Like, if you're constantly being a douchebag to everybody and trying to intimidate them, like, I don't... I'm not sure how I would handle it, but it's I difficult could... to be like, oh, no, because if someone else starts talking, he just talks over them. It's like, well, if that's happening in in character, I mean, you can talk over other people in character to be a jerk. It's like, uh, hmm, well, the, well, I guess one thing you could do is just have uh, an NPC that's just blatantly like just way stronger than, than that character. It's like, no, you're, you're not going to intimidate him. It's like, yeah. like, you know, someone trying to intimidate a dragon or something. It's not going to work. Yeah, but like I can see that the DM is trying to make consequences because she's saying all the NPCs are like turning hostile and are not helpful. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. that's consequences for everybody, not necessarily like he might not even care the player that's doing it. He's just like, oh yeah, blah blah. blah. And so it's like, hmm, you have to try that's... and figure out what would bother him more than anyone else. Or I mean, you could just you know take the guy aside and be like, hey, you're kind of ruining this for everyone else. Like, yeah. It's 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 fine to intimidate. What? Well, then again, like the argument would probably be like, "Oh, I'm just playing to my character. It's what my character would do." But it's like, yeah, you yeah, get the balance. You, can, that, though. you could be like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> it it's still not like it's like everyone's here to have fun." But again, that's like the DM may not see that it's bothering other people. Like she said, she didn't speak up and tell. Oh tell, yeah. So or he, I don't think it says whether it's a girl or a guy. But they did not speak up about how it made them feel, so it's kind of like maybe he doesn't know. I guess giving That's the true. benefit of doubt. Yeah, actually, you know the part where he says that everyone thinks he's the generic rogue. I, I was sticking it to your character. I was like, <laughs> how we all just think you're a rogue. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not a rogue. I'm a bard. I don't know why I keep thinking you're you're a rogue. I think it's because like, I was. I had the thieves had, tools and was unlocking yeah, the doors. You had, a, you had what? You, I think you tried to to unlock it one time. So I'm like, all right, I guess he's a, he's a, he's a rogue then. <laughs> uh, here, here will be my last one then. Um, G GM insisted on wearing a mask for the whole game. No, not a COVID mask. This story predates COVID about, by about 15 years. I was in university and an acquaintance invited me to join a game his friends run. Uh, they they book a study room in the library. We show up, and most of the group is already there. One guy is wearing a mask. Not like a character or a monster or anything, just just white. Think like a Phantom of the Opera mask, except covering his whole face. Just a plain, neutral mask. I assume he's being silly for the game. I don't really take special, no- uh, special notice of it. My friend introduces me around. Uh, when he gets to masky, he says, and, and this is the GM. Uh, when I tried to get a proper introduction, the GM insists that he be known only as GM or Game Master. He explains that in order to enhance immersion, he will wear the, his mask and go only by his title or the name of whatever NPC he is currently portraying. This will allow us to more easily connect with his game. He insists this or that this is a method that the best Game Masters use, and I am extra lucky since I have no knowledge of his true face or identity to distract me. Jesus. Uh, everyone else is acting like this is completely reasonable. Oh, okay. That's not what I thought was going to happen. So I just shrug it <laughs> off and we start the game. Honestly, that's pretty much the story. The game itself was pretty normal. Just the GM was 
wearing a mask and people would say things like, can I roll to intimidate the gnome game master? He, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, he kept it on the entire time and drank water through a straw. He would slide <laughs> it under his mask. In case you were wondering, the mask was incredibly distracting and did not help did not help me lose myself in the game. I never went back and never saw the GM's real face that I know of. Jesus. Like, I mean, I feel like that's too far, but... Yeah. <laughs> but other things, like, I mean, when we play in Roll20, like, I mean, I've seen all of your faces now because we've been friends for a while and we all have... Right, yeah. And blah, blah. But like I have a game on that I play on Friday mornings. I have no idea what the GM looks like or any or any of the other players actually. I only know what their character icons look like. So I mean I guess I get it, but it just seems like that's a little too far. Right, but you're also playing well are you playing online or or face to face? No, online. I'm, right, I'm yeah, okay. So stuff, like so. Right. Yeah. So I mean that's just like some people just don't have webcam, some people just don't want to deal with it, but like you would know <laughs> I don't think any of us would ever like if we ever met up and played like oh let me put on my mask can't 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 show you what i look like i can't let anthony know what i look like uh no <laughs> and then going as far as to sip through a straw to the side like dude just take it off man yeah but uh yeah. i mean the most i've seen is the you know the 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 board that you cover the rolls or whatever i mean yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's the dm screen yeah i mean i thought i initially thought that was for like immersion or whatever but no, that's just because it has the rules and it has the ability to hide your rules. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, when I, when I first like saw a DM game or Dungeon Dragons game, I'm like, what was that shield for? Are they trying to like hide their face or something? <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, that was just weird. <laughs> oh, hold up. The comment. All I can picture is Scooby and the gang surrounding him and Fred's like, now we see who the spooky game master really is. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, well that was uh, <laughs> that was RPG horror stories from Reddit. Uh, if you guys liked it, we might do it again at some point. Uh, thank you for joining me, Anthony. No one um, else could um, be here. It's very um, nice of you. It was very fun. I'm very happy to be here. It's very fun. I haven't. I miss talking to all of you guys. Our games are too infrequent. <laughs> Mm, true. Like it's almost once a month, but not even quite that. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, so science corner. Oh, actually, first I wanted to say uh, happy Fourth of July to those that are celebrating. Because this is, I mean, this is going to come out on the first, but it, we won't have another episode till after the fourth. So happy Fourth to all those who celebrate, and to those who don't, happy Monday. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also know apparently today is Canada Day, so happy really? Canada Day to the Canadians. Yeah, John told Canada me I did. I had no idea. <laughs> Canada has a day. That's cool. Yeah, it's basically like the Fourth of July, except it's the first of July. <laughs> it's, oh, okay, it's when Canada. Sense. It's when Canada was formed, so it's called Canada Day, and it's July first. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but yeah. yeah. So happy Canada Day to those that celebrate that, and for those of you that don't, happy Friday. Uh, so Science Corner, uh, I read an article about uh, bone loss, uh, which is one of the biggest obstacles that's going to be for trying to get people to Mars, uh, because six months in space leads to almost 10 years of bone uh, decay, or 20 years, rather. Uh, so your, your bones, because of they're not 
uh, because they're weightless, degrade because they're not having to work as as much. Uh, so they start to soften, uh, and it basically ages them by twenty years to be in a weightless uh, environment for six months. Um, so they are now purposely trying to keep astronauts up there for longer to see if there's hopefully a plateau where they stop losing bone. Uh, but if not, they're going to have to try and find ways to augment your bones in order to make longer trips like those to Mars if we ever have a Mars colony. Uh, yeah, so your, your bones do start to reform, but it takes over a year on Earth just to get 50% of the loss back. So, oh. yeah. The only I think I read, I saw an article. It could have been a crappy article. It just said humans won't have the same rights that they do on Mars that they do on Earth. And I was like, why? Well, I mean, different countries have different rights, so that's true. Yeah, I, but yeah. I mean, you could say that. Like, there's lots of things where people say stuff, and it's like it's technically true if you think about it, but it's not like, like I uh, mean, I, if if it was an American colony, I'm sure they'd have the same rights as Americans. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> are you going to say the thing uh well, well do you have do you have life advice anthony <laughs> life advice if your job offers you a 401k or matches always take it regardless of how little, little the amount is Mm-hmm. I, I say that and I only think of that because I've been telling my brother this and he kept saying, no, nah, it's too much of a hassle to set it up. And he sees one YouTuber tell him that he, it's a good idea. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, I got to do this now. Yeah, do it. I ended up with like $120,000. It's free money. My... Yeah. yeah, it's it's free <laughs> money. It might be small, but it adds up and it's free money. Just do it. Yeah, yeah mine was after 20 years. Okay, I, just, I didn't get it overnight. Yeah, exactly. It adds <laughs> but, up. It's just that yeah. that's it. Regardless, it's still free money. It, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me being cheap, but it's still free money. I don't know. I, I was yeah. just more annoyed that like he was like, "No, I'm not going to do it." And then one YouTuber says, "Do it," and he's like, "Hey, can you help me set this up?" <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Good advice. Practical advice from Anthony. All right. Uh, so that's it for today, everybody. Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed our episode. And Anthony, where can people find you online? Uh, I don't have anything online, so nowhere. Okay. Uh, you can sort of find him at Glim Weaver now. Oh, I still have that. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was I my. Have, that I was have my, put it in other episodes. You bet. I put it in the like, my, little notes. That was my uh, Astonis character. Yeah. Yeah. I should, I should probably do something with that. But yeah, he's John is. John and I have tagged you a couple times with the Rocket character. I, I think. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> I think I saw that a few times. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll have to. I think the reason is because I initially wanted it to be like his, like his Twitter kind of thing. I was going way. I was going way too hard on this. Uh, but like, yeah, that never happened. So I was like, okay, forget it. <laughs> yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. Uh. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And tomorrow, which is Saturday, you will be able to find me on the Distractions Media Twitch, which I believe is twitch.tv slash Distractions Media. As we do our summer subathon, uh, we are raising money for other Distractions members to get better equipment uh, for our other live streams. So we are doing at least three hours. And then based on how many bits or subs we get, we will continue to extend the time. Um, There's a timer set up for every donation and whatnot, uh, bits and donations and subs. 
to give a uh, to extend the timer up to 24 hours. So, if anyone wants to come see that tomorrow, starting at 12 noon on Saturday, the second. All right, and as always, fuck Booster Gold. I don't know why he's I the kind of yes, wearing tie. <laughs> it's traditionally. I heard they wanted to do get Zach out. Like like I, 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 can, I can see that. Yeah. Not the I'm simply going to end the show. Fuck Zach. Which I was perfect.